Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures And it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support CanadaLand. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a CanadaLand supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. comes with a 20-year warranty. And a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. Why was this so much harder to arrange with you than it was with Margaret Atwood? Well, she talks much slower, Jesse. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Yeah. Today was a good day. How are you guys? I think we're doing okay, all things considered. But fuck, man. Three more months? The psychological effect on these kids, on this generation of children, is going to be substantial. But it's kind of an unknown. Like, what is that effect? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> divorced parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god i can't imagine where are you and what do your immediate surroundings look like i am in a homemade podcast studio aka a blankie fort in a closet in the basement of my mother-in-law's cottage about two hours from toronto so are you just going to wait this whole thing out in your mother-in-law's cottage uh yes Absolutely. Without question. I could see the upside to being in kind of a rural setting and like, you know, being able to go outside without having to like dodge other people. I like being in a city right now to just remember that other humans exist. It would feel very Mad Max post-apocalyptic to be like in a cabin in the woods, but you're digging it. Yeah. 
obviously there's positives and negatives. I think it was just what do we need for this? And it's space, right? We have two really young kids, six and three. Like they need to, they need room to run around. You know, the the other upside of it, it's like it's a smaller, simpler place, right? So, you know, there's the one grocery store and, you know, the bakery and like it's not like I'm walking on College Street every day and looking out at all the businesses that I want to go to but can't because they're closed or I shouldn't be going to places. You know, I talk with friends in the city like you and I, I, I miss it. You know, I can't wait to go back home. You and I can talk. We can Zoom with our wives and our friends. It's great. We're like, it's not fun. It's like a simulation of fun. I think this whole thing is, it's interesting. You know, what I, what I talked about the whole analog book and harped on for years about, right? And and now we're all just being forced to be like, all right, everyone's going to digitize everything. We're doing this. This is like the mass human experiment in digitization. And it's great that we're able to have these tools to sort of go on and work and learn and communicate and stay in touch with people. But like, fucking hell, when this is all over, I mean, I never want to Zoom again. So what you're saying is that one side effect of this whole thing is it's proven your book right. Yes, I, I think, if anything, my other book, uh, 101 Ways to Cook a Pangolin. Right. Sort of cancel each other out, don't they? <laughs> What's the most unusual, abnormal thing that you've done lately? Two days ago, my six-year-old daughter delivered my wife and I a wedding invitation for our own wedding that night. And she insisted that we were doing this. So... I shaved, which was a feat in itself, and I put on the one button-uppy shirt I have here. And my wife got dressed in some cocktail dress that my mother-in-law had bought in Florida. And I actually found the playlist uh, to the music that we marched down the aisle to for our wedding 10 years ago, the same day as you, Jesse. We got we have the same anniversary, so mazel tov to us coming up. Um, and my son gave us the rings as he hobbled around on his cast. And I made a dinner and like I had made a Claire's the day before for my Sunday baking. And like it was actually the most weird, surreal and touching thing. I mean, we were dancing the horror in the living room with my wife and kids and my mother-in-law. And it, it was like just this wild, insane moment of joy that I don't know. You just got to lean into that at this point, right? Because the alternative is facing the dread and uh, that doesn't do anyone any good. <laughs> That's like joyous and absurd and, and, and sad all at the same time. Yeah. Well, mazel tov to you. Thank you. Sorry you weren't invited. You know, it was a very exclusive affair. <laughs> <laughs> what has been your most selfish deed or thought throughout this? My most selfish deed or thought is probably leaving the city to come up to this really nice cottage when I know that there are many, many friends who don't have that option, who live in small condominiums or apartments or rentals that they're worried about. Whenever I talk to someone who, you know, is stuck inside a one-bedroom apartment or worried about being evicted because they lost their job and their landlord is threatening that, I mean, I feel terrible and I feel incredibly selfish. See, that's a selfish thing you just shared that actually shows how compassionate you are for other people. It makes you look really good. You see, what I thought you were going to say is that the most selfish thought you had was, why is my fucking book coming out in the midst of a <laughs> pandemic? I would, If I were you, that would be my most selfish thought. 
Yes. <laughs> Why is my book coming out in the middle of a pandemic? April 21st, wherever finer books are still sold, is something that has certainly preoccupied a lot of my time and mind over the past couple weeks. But um, there's nothing I could do about it. I mean, I'm writing op-eds. I'm writing articles. For those of you who are listening, my book called The Soul of an Entrepreneur, Life and Work Beyond the Startup Myth, coming out April 21st, is arguing for sort of the value of a broader group of entrepreneurs, small business owners, women, immigrants, minorities, um, the mom and pop shops. There he is. I knew he was there. Yeah. <laughs> what is something that has given you pleasure lately? Carbs, baking, bread, pastry. I mean, they've always been my best friend and I've really leaned into it. I made a Claire's the other day. And it was like a three-hour labor of love and learning for 30 seconds of pleasure. And it was just, oh, God, so worth it. You shared the picture. They looked really good. What is something that you think might never be the same after this is done? Hmm. I think, uh, let's see. Online education, right? e-learning. You know, it was this thing that was constantly being promised and debated. And so now we're testing it out. Everyone, whether we want to or not, all over the world. And the results are going to speak for themselves. And so I think that conversation, you know, which we saw in Ontario as part of the, the strikes and the labor disputes, that's going to be a very different conversation in six months. If someone's like, oh, yeah, we need more e-learning. And everyone's going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you not recall the great spring slash summer slash fall of 2020? We did that. Maybe the worst and dumbest conspiracy theory that I read on Facebook. Who benefits from this coronavirus? I'm looking at you, e-learning industry. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Well, thank God they didn't say the Jews this time. Uh, yet. Zoom cooked this whole thing up. There was like one <laughs> one guy from Zoom and the VCs were like, look, look, your, your stock price is, is doing okay. But could you just go to this one seafood market in Wuhan at the end of December and order this <laughs> one dish? The conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, I'll tell you one thing that I don't miss in this and perhaps you could reflect this is like Nazi Twitter, fascist Twitter, so much oxygen has been taken up by the current crisis. And actually, for people like me, it's restored a bit of my faith in the online world. You know, before I was like, oh, this is just all garbage and bad. And now you actually see genuinely good stuff happening. I have friends who, you know, are doing free music classes for children and yoga classes. And my improv group is trying to meet once a week on WhatsApp, which is just a disaster. It's, it's, the format does not <laughs> suit itself well to it. But people are trying, right? It's brought back a bit of that joy to the online world. And a lot of the really bad parts, like, I haven't seen as much yet. We have, we have an episode about that coming up. This seems to have kind of done them in. And and you're right. People are being good. Like, it's almost like the early, like, it's like the techno-utopian, oh, the internet, we'll all be having wonderful learning experiences and community bonding and we'll all be doing origami together through the internet. Like all the shit that like we've been like technically, you know, able to do yeah. for a decade or two, but nobody actually bothered to do because there was too much porn and, and, you know, like fighting over politics or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We're finally getting around to it. 
Yeah. I mean, I did several children's exercise and dance classes on the computer. I figured out how to do YouTube live. You know, I did choir, choir, choir on YouTube and singing alone in my living room. I mean, there's some great stuff there. And as soon as this is over, I don't think we're going to want any of that for a long time. You know, imagine like in, in the fall when we're allowed to go out and do things and someone's like, hey, let's have a Zoom meeting. Like you will you will walk to that person's house and punch them in the face. All right. Thanks, David.